oh, like maybe if you like grew up a little, <laughs> maybe after I fuck a couple other girls, oh God. we'll be ready to get together. You know what I mean? And then you could be one of the girls that he's just fucking as a placeholder to go back to <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Boy, you wrote that whole story. I should have had you do Nano. <laughs> but you know what I'm That's saying? That's quite a story there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You know, I watch a lot of like romantic comedies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Indeed. I'm just saying it really depends on the person, but you can never be too sure. I just feel like if they if they've already like kissed or like had coitus. (laughs) Had coitus. Mm hmm. Lovely choice of words. They're they're just not a friend. It's just not a friend. Welcome back, everyone, to the Fats Podcast. We're really glad to have you. Okay. Yeah, just jump in like that. That's fine. It's not like I was speaking or anything. But we're really happy to have everyone back. Hope you guys are having a beautiful week. Uh, Fossil and I are recording this on a late night Saturday evening. Um, You know, just chilling and having good vibes. But starting off, okay, I really need to get something off my chest. And this has been bothering me literally all day. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm, uh-oh is right. I've been thinking about this for the past six hours and I need to tell someone. I haven't told anyone about this yet. So I went to do my laundry this morning. And as I was putting my socks away, I wear the same socks like every day. Like I have the same like white ankle socks, you know, that I have like 20 pairs of. But what I was thinking is... How many times do you repeat wear like the same two socks together? How many socks do you have all together? Okay. Th- I'm sure there's gonna, a math. I think there's a, a probability. Math no, but that's the thing. <laughs> like you you can like kind of say, oh, the probability of this, but we don't actually know. Like I need a stats chart of like <laughs> how many times I've worn each sock with the same sock that was its original pair. And then how many like variations of sock matches I've had because when you throw them into the wash and you take them out and you put them together to like put into your drawer it's always two different socks to put together that you're gonna wear again okay math sector of the fats army you're on it we need to know Am I crazy? Like, isn't that kind of weird? I don't know if you're crazy. You haven't been tested. How the original, okay, mean, but how the original, like, soulmate sock pairing probably got split, probably went through a divorce after the first wash. And we don't know if they've ever been back together again. My heart is breaking for your socks. Me too. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. (laughs) Nice. Good one. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, that was good. But I have my own complaint, if I may. Okay. If I may fossilize for a moment. Uh Because we're in the nighttime now, why are Mm -hmm. we not doing this in our pajamas sans makeup? What do you think think would happen? Uh, Well, people would probably stop watching the video. But it, it wasn't an issue when we were just recording. But it was just voice. Voice. I mean, to be fair, like, I don't think we look particularly spectacular right now. Excuse me. Uh-uh. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm wearing real people. Well, see, but that's the other thing. 
That's the other thing. Because I'm remote, like with my job, my dog just fell off of my chair. <laughs> if any of you saw that. Poor Felix. Come here, babe. He's looking for your socks. He, he literally is. He's munching on their toes. Um, because I do remote work, I've become the master. I actually wouldn't say master. All of my coworkers would disagree. However, I've become the master, for lack of a better term, of just wearing appropriate things on my top half. And I know that like everyone does that, but I mean like literally I will I will be wearing like the most berserk outfit ever where if someone saw me in real life, they'd be like, she looks actually homeless. But like when I'm on video, it doesn't matter because as long as like I'm wearing like a top and like maybe some semblance of makeup and hair, barely. I actually, I sometimes I don't show up to meetings with my makeup and hair done. I'm going to be real. Wasn't that all the jokes ever through the yeah, that's what I'm pandemic? Saying. Like, that's, that's not like yeah. a unique point at all. How do you know all? I'm wearing pants? I'm, I'm wearing boxers and sweatpants. So that's like kind of Thank you pajamas. for that information. You're welcome. Well, I'm not wearing I'm not wearing my pajamas. I think next time I'll have to show up in my Grammy Jannies. Grammy Jannies? Grammy Jannies. Welcome to the dark side, people. <laughs> you, you, I mean, I shall share with you my half a brain cell. Kind of like when we first started this podcast, for anyone who doesn't know the lore behind it, um I Fossil. loved that time. I It was such a good time. Girl, I didn't even say what time it was. Well, I'm telling you, <laughs> it was a good time. Before I tell you, let me just say I loved it. I loved that time. It was a um, good time. When I was living in Connecticut um, and Fossil and I were under the same roof, we would spend like uh, like naturally, we would always every Sunday morning get a cup of coffee, sit down at the kitchen table and literally just speak about nonsense for like five to six hours like I, honestly like probably like four to five hours and we would do it like every Sunday without fail but it wasn't a planned thing it would just happen like very organically and that's kind of how we like came up with the inspiration of doing this podcast in the first place was because like we those are such fond memories that we both have together and like now that we aren't in the same house this kind of allows us to do that again however it's a little bit different because that environment was so just like cozy and safe and we were actually together where this does cause a little bit of difference. And also we do it late at night now because we're so busy and our schedules are so hectic. So I would love to see you and I try to get back to that time or try to emulate that feeling at least. I think we that'll th happen. I do believe we'll get back to that. It's just going to, for me, it's the vi the camera in my face. I, mm -hmm. I struggle knowing it's there, <laughs> knowing that people are seeing the three chins and the bags under my eyes and the tiny lips and all the, the, the marionette lines on my face, Want to get filler? Et cetera. No. No, I don't. Just me? Okay. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Save it for save it for another day. Because I have I have a story. I have a story I want to okay. share. Now I don't know who's gonna find this funny, but this is my week. Probably no one. I'm joking. That was a joke. Right? No, I know. One of the things that I had to do lately was 
is pick Mikey up from basketball. Michael is in. Let the audience know. Yeah, he's Mikey is my oldest with Down syndrome. And he has this great day program he goes to. Sometimes he works. And he has just recently started interacting with his peers. There's a group of people that um, get together to play basketball. And he needs to socialize and exercise. And that was just a great opportunity for him. So it's it's only been a couple of times that he's gone so far. And in picking him up, they go to dinner. So I have to pick him up from a restaurant, which I think they go to KFC most of the time. And I walk in and there's probably 10, 12 individuals. Uh, only one of them is a girl and she is always there. And, and it, it's funny because you get to see all of these these people interact and how they they're 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 a lot of fun to watch. Let's just put it that way. So the young woman walks up to me, and I don't want to say her name, but she walks up to me and she she says, You're Angie. And I said, Yes, I am. And I said her name. How are you doing? We have this polite conversation. How'd you know her name? Mikey talks about her. She's oh, okay. the only girl. Okay. It's not really hard to figure out that that she is who she is when I, Mikey's like, yeah, we have one girl that plays. And then she says, you were married to Doug. And I, I don't know how these kids do it, but some of them, I think it's the ones with autism. They memorize, they just remember facts and details. It's amazing. I wish I had that kind of memory. So she asked me that, and then she says, Doug died. Very matter-of-factly. Now, if I wasn't secure in the fact, if I was still mourning, I probably would have become a sniveling mess. But instead, I just kind of thought about it. It kind of took me off guard for a second. I said, yes, he did. And she said, he had an aneurysm. Like she was telling me. <laughs> she actually did the autopsy herself. <laughs> I would not have doubted that. Yeah. But it's just for a minute it took me off guard because in regular conversation with anyone else if I hadn't known because in all intents and purposes she looks like anyone else and if you didn't know she had a special need and someone out of the blue walks up to you and says something like that, It's it would be off-putting. You'd be kind of like startled. And it did startle me, but I guess my whole point of this is if anyone else had done that and I didn't know that they had, um, you know, uh, they didn't necessarily have more childlike quality to them, that there wasn't any harm in in their their comment, you know, I might have been upset. But the fact that it was just so blatant you know, she was, in, she was like just making sure the facts were straight in her. You could see the expression was, I just need to know that that's true. Right. Was, what, was, she thought Michael was, was capping. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I just want to make sure he's telling the truth. He did drama, for sure. A little, little bit of a drama king. He might be milking that. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Honestly, I respect her for getting the facts checking, straight. Checking it out, making sure it all added up. Yeah, that was it was fascinating. I was startled, honestly. Can I say that? And it, it made me kind of laugh a little bit. Yeah. I was like, huh. 
You know what's so funny? That actually has happened to me in our hometown where I was at the gym one time and and one of the guys that um, Mike used to golf with came up. And I, I know you know exactly who I'm talking about. I know about. exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> he like came up to me because he, he literally remembers everything. Like he's yes. so smart. And he has a thing that he does, like he's ticking off. Where he's he recalling. Kinda, yeah. And he moves yeah. back and forth and it's a rhythm to it. Yeah. And he saw me in the gym and like, keep in mind, I hadn't seen this, this guy for, I years. mean, probably like four years by that right. point. And he recognized me and he came up to me and he was like, are you Emily McMahon? And I was like, Hey, yeah. Like, you know, I said his name cause I remembered him as well. Um, and, and he literally brought up like dad and like your guys's anniversary and right. like everything. And I'm sitting there. Daddy I'm like, couldn't even remember de- our anniversary. And this guy does. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I was like, bro, I'm just trying to squat right now. Like this is cr- like, I'm so happy you remember all this information, but it really is off putting like a little bit just because like, if you weren't expecting it, like, you know, luckily this wasn't the first time it's happened. So like I knew to expect it. But if you're just like at the gym, someone comes up to you and they're like, I know your entire life story. Exactly. Imagine doing that. <laughs> hey, Karen, uh, you divorced. Yeah, yeah. You got divorced, right? He cheated on you. Yeah, that's sad. That's sad. That's sad. <laughs> it's like it's a fact. That is sad. <laughs> it's like, but there's an innocence to it, but you. St- it just, I'm sorry, it makes me laugh. No, it is. It is. It's funny. awkward. It's awkward. It's weird because yeah. from anyone else, you would ne- you'd probably punch them. <laughs> Not really punch them. I don't but, think you, know, you would. You'd want to. You'd cry. I probably would have cried. Yeah. No, it, it definitely is like an interesting type of situation where you have to be like hyper aware that like what they're saying isn't malicious in any way. Well, and even even so, honestly, even if it is. In, has a negative intention from the other party. Let's say they weren't childlike innocent. It's our problem that yeah. we're, I mean, we uh, some can't say this enough. It's taken me a long time to understand that when I get upset with someone else, it's not their fault. It's mine. Mm-hmm. People yeah. can say things all the time and they'll trigger something in, in us and, you know, it's not their fault. They don't know our lives. I'm actually so happy you brought that up because I had a very similar situation happen recently where I had to almost like check myself and and say like, this is on you. Like this would only bother you. I mean, it would probably bother a few more people, but like what they said was not meant in a malicious mat- a intent. And so you just got to like take it in stride. But... um. So at the time we're recording this, like Thanksgiving was what, like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And so I went to a Friendsgiving um, because I wasn't going home to Connecticut. And um, I remember saying to everyone, because I'm dairy and gluten free, and that's really difficult to make food around if you're not like familiar with that diet. So I was like, no one like make food specifically around that. Like I will bring my own food if like that makes more sense. And everyone was like, no, we want you to eat the food that we bring, blah, blah, blah. And so some people specifically made dishes that were vegan and gluten-free, which was like so freaking nice because they simply did not have to do that. Um, But we end up going to this Friendsgiving 
And there were like, everyone brought like so much freaking food. It was crazy. Um, so there were like three things I could have. It was like mashed potatoes that were made with like, um, vegan butter and like oat milk or, or like almond milk or something. And then there was chicken that was dairy free, gluten free. And then, uh, someone brought gluten free rolls. And so that friend said to me that brought the rolls, I was like, oh my God, thank you. Like you did not have to do it. Cause those are expensive too. Mm, like you and I know yeah. those are expensive. <laughs> so I was like, damn girl, like you did not have to do that. But she was like, you have to eat six of these rolls because like you're the only one that's going to eat these. Right. And it was like accepted. Yeah. It was such a nice gesture. <laughs> like, yeah, it was really sweet. But anyways, so, um, we sat down to eat and I had like mashed potatoes, some chicken and then like two rolls. Right. And I ate it, whatever. And then one of the girls looked over at me and she was like, is that butter? And I had vegan butter like on my plate. And I know she didn't mean it in a mean way, like whatsoever, but she said like, that's a lot of butter. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I felt that for you, honey. Yeah. She was like, I that's a that lot of butter. And, but she doesn't know your history, right? No, 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 no. Okay. I mean, I don't, I doubt it. But, um, and I remember like sitting there for a minute and I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, they're kind of dry, you know, they're gluten, there's no fucking flour in there. So they're dry, you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, also like whatever. So she made that comment and I remember like it bothered me for a second and I had to be like, she did not mean that in like a mean way whatsoever. Um, so I, I just kind of like went with it and then Later in the night, uh, one of my friends was like, you need to eat another roll. Like, you're the only one that's going to eat these. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I had one more, and someone pointed out. They were like, oh, my God, Emily's literally had three rolls. Ugh, you can't win. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was one of those moments where I was like, I could feel myself, like, getting a little upset. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why are you getting upset? Like, you are allowed to, to eat and fuel your body and, like, this is dumb. Any way you want to. Yeah. This is just dumb to get upset over. So I like didn't say anything again. And then later on in the night, someone made a comment. One of the guys made a comment where he said something about like, um, I don't even remember the context. Like, I have to be completely honest. Like all I remember is the one line. The feeling where, of it. The feeling of it where he said like, what about those anorexic bitches? Oof. And then oh. he looked around the room and he said, is anyone, does anyone here have an eating disorder? There was the awareness after he, after he spoke, then it was like, oop, filter wasn't on. <laughs> and I had one of those moments where I was like, it just didn't feel like the place to say something. And like, I kind of joked and I was like, oh, you know, like Tumblr 2014 was a time or two. <laughs> yeah. I said something stupid like that. Right. Um, As we do. And I had one of those moments where like, I had to realize that nothing that was said was inherently bad and it wouldn't have affected anyone else who hadn't had weird insecurities in that area. So like I was the problem there, you know, like for all right. intents and purposes, like should you look at someone's plate and make comments on their food? No. I mean, it's just better not to do that, but it's also my responsibility to be like, why the fuck do I care what they have to say about my food? I'd so. love to know why he 
is so angry about people with eating disorders. He should be No, he was saying it as a joke. But that's the thing. Like everything um, that was said was, was said in like a lighthearted joking manner. Got and it. so like even the girl that was like, that's a lot of butter. It was like, holy shit, bitch. Like that's a lot of butter on your plate, you know? And it was like for anyone else to be like, well, I'm going to eat it. You know, but for me, I was like, oh my God, this is a lot of butter. Like I am overeating, you know, the the accusation, it felt almost like, I felt like I was caught accusation. Yeah. I I felt like I was doing something wrong. But the, the funny part is they went from, you have to eat all of these to you already ate three. (laughs) No, no, no. But, but that's the funny thing. Cause it was two different people. Cause there were, there were like. There were like 15 people at this Friendsgiving. Wow. Yeah. No, it was like a lot of people. And like, f- I would say four of the people I didn't even know, but most mm-hmm. of the people were my friend group. Um, and so one of the girl that like bought the rolls was like, literally eat all of these, like shove them in your mouth, shove them in your asshole. I don't care. Like get rid of them. And then you the other- brought them home and fr- put them in the freezer. No, but like, it, you know what I mean? It was just, it was a silly moment, but- I felt judged. Yeah. And then I was like, the only reason I feel judged is because of my pre my warped sense of eating. And like that's my problem. That is not her problem whatsoever. Absolutely. But yeah, while I was there, I I felt like I did have the cognitive dissonance enough to be like, okay, girl, like that's on you. Um, but it got me thinking about like all the times when I was in a situation where I was like, mm, no, actually you're the problem. You know? <laughs> like, have you ever had that? Where like, I really tried to take like a very neutral stance when I'm analyzing situations, like even with me where I'm like, oh, I sh- probably shouldn't have said it like that. Or like, yeah, I see why they got upset by like what I said. And like, you know, even if it's like after the fact, after you've cooled down, where you really try to take it from the standpoint of like, okay, who was actually in the wrong here? But I've recently been thinking about, like, who's the real problem in when you're, like, developing friendships. Because that's, like, such a weird dynamic where these people are in your life. And they're not your lover, but they're, like, still – they're still, like, really important and kind of, like, a soul connection to you. But friends come and go, like, so often in a lot of ways. Like, not not always. Like, we have – our friends that are forevers, but you know, there's like this rotation with your friends. There should like, be some people that come into your life just temporarily. Right. And so like, especially when you're in college or when you're in high school and then you transition to college, like that rotation of friend groups, um, changes like pretty rapidly. But I was thinking about this the other day where I was talking to, um, this girl and she basically said something to the extent of, I've never had friends and I've never had a friend group, and I don't really know, like, what that's like. Wow. How old was this person? Uh, in their mid-20s. Yikes. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I've encountered a couple people like this in my life. And that's one of those situations where whenever I hear that, that's one of those, like, red flag statements where I'm like, mm, you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay, hold on. Were they homeschooled? No. No. Then how do you not, I mean, 
I don't even understand. If you go to any type of school, you're going to at least make a friend. But that's why I was so confused. Now, the funny thing about this is like, I've heard this from multiple girls before where, you know, when you first meet someone and you're trying to like kind of suss them out if they would be a good fit, like being a friend and like if you could build a better connection, that there's kind of two trains of thought that I have with why they're making that statement about how I've never had any friends. The first one being like maybe their expectations of what a friendship actually is are warped and they actually do have friends and they just like have such high expectations that have never been met. Um or they're unbearable, right? That falls within the first camp as well. Or the fact that they're just saying it to like gain sympathy, where they think if they say, oh, I've never had friends before, that will make me more inclined to like want to be their friend, which it actually does the exact opposite. Yeah, where I'm like, neither scenario is likable. Exactly. But yeah, I would, I would have a problem with that. It, it's one of those things, I guess, where it's like, if a guy is liked by a lot of girls... He's more, actually, I don't believe in that. That's another thing I don't really believe in, but where the the tale goes, where if a guy is sought after by a lot of girls and even more girls who want him. Well, the small-minded girls maybe because then he's dateable. But it's kind of like the same mindset with a friendship, right? Where if it's like, if no one wants to be their friend, then you're like, why does no one want to be your friend? But the ridiculousness of it is... Everyone has different needs in their friendship area. Everyone, I mean, it's the same thing as when when you're dating. You're not going to get along with everyone you date, obviously. It's why you're looking for a mate. You don't, it's not easy to find someone to marry that you can tolerate for the rest of your life. And long-term friendships are the same way. You you have, I have a friend. We've been friends for 50 years, 50 she was four, I was five when we met, and it has taken, we've been through everything. We've yelled at each other, cried with each other, we've screamed at each other, we've stopped talking for a little while, but we always made up. It's just like sisters, you know, I can't even say that because my sister and I don't have a relationship like that, but I mean, it, you to- you literally work through it, you make it work. It takes work. It takes effort. And a lot of people aren't shown that. And I think this person that you're talking about, it almost sounds like, does she have anyone in her life that shows her she matters and but that's that you the thing. fight for the relationship? Because we we do what we see. See, but I, I kind of disagree with that because, like, yes, this person does have people who fight for them. Um, that's why I think this scenario might just fall more into the camp of they want sympathy. For that person, yeah. But a lot of times, like, other girls that I've seen say stuff like this, it's that they're actually fucking unbearable. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to say it, but you can't keep one friend. Like, I'm... We all know people who, like, do not align with us whatsoever. They are polar opposite of us. We don't like them. We fucking hate them. And they have friends. So if they can find friends... And a girl comes up to you and she, and she says she's never had a friend and she's in her 20s. I have to question what's going on. Right. You know Has what I mean? Been in a coma since she Exactly. Childhood? Right. You know what I mean? Like that is yeah. a really glaring red flag. Well, the, the, the only answer to that is, why is that? Right. But then That's you the ask. Answer. Then you ask and you get a plethora of responses, usually to some extent about how they've been wronged by their friends in the past. And there it is. 
And that's how you know that they're not a good person. They blaming everyone else for their bullshit. Problem. You can have, you can have friends that walk away that, yep. that stab you in the back that are awful people. And you're like, that friend group sucked, but you go like 25 years and you haven't found one person that ride or dies for you. Not right. one. Exactly. Not one. I but you got to be the ride or die. You have to be the ride or die of first. Of course, of course. But I'm saying like, even in my friend group, I'm going to out one of my friends right now. Even in my friend group, I had a friend where I met her when we were like 17 or 18. And she said to me, like, I don't, I've never really been a part of a friend group. Like, I don't really have anyone that I consider like my best friend. She had friends. Okay. She just said she'd never had people who actually gave her the love that she was like seeking. She didn't like, give it either. No, she did. She did. But she would give it so much that they would like take advantage of her in a way. Um, at least that's how I see it. You can feel free to disagree. But I wasn't there to see it. I don't know. But then when she joined our friend group and we like kind of were like normal friends. Like I don't know how to explain it. We were like normal friends where we were there for her, but she was equally there for us. She was like, I've never had someone like also be there for me. You know, but like now she has experienced that and now it's no longer a red flag. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like there is a possibility. But with her, the situation is a little bit different because she had had friends and very long term friends. It's just that they weren't giving her what she needed to feel fulfilled. Right. She felt as we, if they were kind of using her, but she had still had friends. So, so to say a blanket statement where I've never had friends, I've never been a part of a group. We draw to us the love we think we deserve. Yeah. It's also interesting because in a lot of ways, you could say, yes, I've been a part of groups and like they kind of fell apart, right? But you've still been a part of those groups before. That's like a relationship. You can say, I've been in relationships. I just haven't found the one, right? But if you go up and you're 32 and you're like, I've never been in a relationship, that's a red fucking flag, don't you think? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's the same scenario. Right. But a lot of this is learned behavior. And if you've never seen, um, had the experience of, I don't know, maybe, you're, maybe her parents didn't have close friends. I mean, it really is. And the reason I'm going to say this, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me go back to this. KFC pickup, if you will. Oh, God. Okay. Something else happened. I'm, I'm going to say it. I wasn't going to share this because I, I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble. But I had to sit and wait um, for Mike to finish and everyone to interact. And I got a chance. I pretended like I wasn't listening. And it's, it's a little hard because a lot of these, they're young adults, but their speech patterns are tough to understand sometimes. But isn't it funny how the stuff that you really sh probably shouldn't have heard comes out? So clear. Now, all of these guys, now the, the, the young woman likes to sit by herself. And I don't know Aww, if that's, that's because. that's kind of sad. Well, no, I think she likes it that way. I okay. think she likes, I think, it, I think, I I don't know. I, I'm an assumption on my part that there's a form of autism that she likes to be away and on a calmer. The boys get a little rowdy. Let's be clear. They are boys. I don't care what they have. They're still boys. Mm. What shocked me 
was listening to them tease each other. Three of them were picking on one of the other ones, saying that he was wearing a pink tutu. Now, I don't know the backstory. Was he actually wearing a pink tutu? No. No, 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 no. I just checked. But it was was that insinuation that there was something negative about a young man, either in something pink or a tutu, which already I'm going, hmm. That's not very accepting, is it? Then they started teasing each other about we're not going. They they had a whole thing planned. Their group, their program takes them out and does wonderful things. And I think they were supposed to go somewhere. And the guy who runs runs it was teasing this young man, saying, "Nope, we're going to the ballet." Well, he was getting upset, (laughs) and I'm like, "Was he really? What is going?" Well, there was this undercurrent of over masculinity. <laughs> Let's put it that yeah. way. There, I, I'm sorry. Can I say this? It was mildly homophobic. Can I well, say did that? did it have, now my question would be, were they insinuating that like that was gay or was it just I like think a, that's kind of what I, I listened for like 25 minutes yeah. thinking that can't be, I'm missing something. I don't think so. Because after it was all said and done, the rowdier they got. But in their way, it could have just been like, oh, that's girly. Like, that's for girls. Like, was it necessarily why it, homophobic? Okay. Are you really telling me that with someone who needs extra care, extra understanding, you're not teaching this person, this child, this 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 mind that it's okay to be you, but it's not okay to be that? I mean, either way, it's wrong. Like, whatever the connotation was, like, it's wrong. But I also find it interesting because Michael likes pink. Like, he likes wearing pink. He looks good in it. Well, he looks – yeah, he looks great in, a, like, a salmon color or, like, a, like a light mm-hmm. pink. But has he has he still worn those shirts? Has he been avoiding those? No. No. It just doesn't fit. Okay. He's got a little belly. Yeah. He's yeah. got a little belly. It's okay. This – Yes, that's why we're in basketball. <laughs> right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. As I should talk, but – yeah. Interesting. I just found it very interesting. Just a couple of evenings, just a couple minutes, just watching what's going on. And it, it's blowing my mind. <laughs> I mean, why, my question is like, how are you going to be homophobic and unable to tie your shoes by yourself? You know what I mean? Amen. Like, <laughs> like pick a struggle. You know what I mean? Like, was Michael making those comments? He was too busy shoving four chicken fingers in his mouth. Got it. Yeah, that sounds like my brother. That sounds like my fucking brother. He was brother. so happy to be eating Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's all I say, not okay. to plug them, but. This is another thing. Why is it that every time we go to KFC, we see a group of, um, like, special needs special need individuals? I think. I Why don't, is that, like, I, the I go-to think, spot? Maybe because of the location. No, Maybe but some I'm, of the locations are actually planted in between um, oh. locate. I just but like worldwide. We were, we were in Ireland and it worldwide. Happened. We were in fucking Ireland in a Ireland. small town, small ass town, small ass town in Ireland. And we saw a group of like 50 something year old um, special mm-hmm. needs people getting together for a lunch. It was beautiful. It was. But I'm saying like, isn't that funny how we also do that in freaking Connecticut? <laughs> like, well, we why only, is that the norm? We only went there because we needed Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, when we were in Ireland, yeah. 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 That's so funny. 
Like, yeah. why is that the go-to spot? I would have thought maybe more of like a McDonald's. McDonald's. You know? Yeah. Something more like but colorful. I don't. I KFC is a slapper, that. I guess. I don't know. Maybe they're more friendly. Maybe less Towards noise too. More, yeah. And there's not a ball pit or anything to distract. McDonald's is very like overstimulating. I, it can be. You have a 35-year-old individual who wants to go into a ball pit, you have a problem. And I think maybe that could be another reason they stay out of it. It's probably smart. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. It's like still fast food, but like less dangerous. (laughs) Got it. Okay. I also wonder like – yeah, go ahead. I was going to say Chuck E. Cheese is too expensive. (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese is fucking expensive. It really is. That bitch mouse. I swear to God. Don't, don't talk about Charles Entertainment <laughs> cheese like that. Do not do my boy that dirty. I love Charles Entertainment. Okay. He is, he truly is an icon living. You're a dirty rat. Mm-mm. I love him. He's an icon. I, I was talking to my friend about this the other day. This is so random, but for some reason, I really like the aesthetic of like weird, weird is a bad adjective, but like, uncomfortable dark (laughs) like worn out things so like for example and and I'm saying I like the way that it makes me uncomfortable okay like this is why I like it so empty water parks for example I love Mm. like an empty water park aesthetic I don't know why and I don't mean like I want to be there because that actually like fucking terrifies me. But I like the fact that it makes me uncomfortable, like as an art piece. Does that make sense? It does because I cannot stop saying it every time I have had to go towards the program where Mike is. There's this house that's abandoned mm-hmm. and it makes me sad. Yeah. And every time we go by it, I go, I hate seeing that house that it should be holding joy and family and fun and babies and just you know it should have people living in it and it's empty and the glass is broken and there's an old car that and it's just like oh it makes me sad I want to write a story about it yeah but like literally I I don't know why I like this feeling like this is probably something I should talk to a therapist about but like (laughs) with like the empty water parks, it's like that feeling of like, it's supposed to be fun, but it's like dangerous or like that or like, okay, another one is like carnival lights that are like broken, like old worn out carnival lights. Like I really like those for some reason. I also really like broken animatronics. <laughs> like Why broken though? Like the, the Chuck E. Cheese ones that like, you know, should not be running after 20 years. And then they're like, they're like, eh, 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 like those ones. <laughs> like, cause they're so, there's like an uncanny nature about it. Not for all of them, but it's just like something is off about them. But life was there at one point, if that makes sense. I think you just like things that have flaws because it makes you feel better. Okay, let's calm down. <laughs> <laughs> let's simmer down. Um, love those. Love the broken things. But when I when I think about Chuck E. Cheese, like I get this like chill where I'm like, oh, they, and, okay, I understand that there's the the game Five Nights at Freddy's where it's like literally based around the fact that you're like, I, I think the premise is like you're in a control room. 
like working the night shift at like a Chuck E. Cheese type of establishment and then the animatronics come to life. Like I think that's the point of the game. I've never played it. I think that's what it is. Um, but even like the water parks or like the the lights, like something about it being a sense of like fun and like childish energy, but it's actually kind of scary. No? Okay. okay. Do you like creepy dolls? Like if you walked into a room of antique dolls, they don't that give are me like, the same feeling. Mwah, mwah. They don't give me the same feeling. They don't. Like I, I don't, I don't get that like chill that I get with the other stuff. Where like I find it like oddly beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't find dolls oddly beautiful. I'm just like okay, whatever. <laughs> Every time you hit that, it we get an echo. Sorry. Do you hear it? No. I don't know what you were tapping, but it, it just goes wong. Sorry. It was my gong. <laughs> the gong show. I just have a fucking gong. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what that says about me, but I, I really like those things. Like, there was a point. Honestly, if I was older and I had, like, fuck you money, I would make a museum of things that like give me that exact feeling. And that would be my art exhibit. However, I have no artistic bone in my body, but like in my mind, I picture a museum with just like creepy, like things that have a backstory to them. Our entire house. (laughs) No. My entire house. Imagine if if that was the reasoning I liked it. If I was like, "Mm, it feels like home. Jeez. Listen, like, Morticia, mm. Morticia Adams. I'm in our living room like, <laughs> where my dad died. There's still the chalk line on the floor. You guys oh see the God. drop of blood from where he smashed his head? I like to lay there just in the same position he was. No, oh, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> what are we back in KFC now? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, but that's actually so weird. So, because where are they getting this from? Like the the tutu story. Are they getting this from their parents? I that is what I have to assume. They're I like regurgitating information. All of, us, all of us react. We're taught, yeah, that kind of behavior. Because if none of us had any influence at all from an outside source, we probably would not care. But religion is involved. Politics is involved. Our parents' back history is involved. And we're influenced by all of that. So, yeah. (laughs) What are they hearing at home? I just find that so funny. Like, the idea of someone who, like, literally shits themselves at work being like, you know what? (laughs) I actually hate gay people. Like... (laughs) what you have no right like what are you talking about you had to bring that type of scenario up because i cannot tell you like imagine imagine mike being at work and being like you know what i actually hate jewish people you know what i mean you know (laughs) he's like literally shitting his pants okay but there, here's the thing. I want to say, in defense, I want to say not all parents are are teaching this. I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah. Because a lot of times they hear it from other people. On a people. television show. Absolutely. Because I have, I mean, we've got Clayton, who's the middle child, and basically 
he and I are complete opposites and we pretty much bicker over everything. His opinions are nothing like mine. Very, very different kid. I, I honest to God, it sometimes it feels like we're I'm trapped in an episode of All in the Family and I'm Meathead and he's Archie. I don't get that at all. Yeah. Anybody who's you know older what's funny? Will know the reference. You've also made that reference on another episode. I don't know. Did no, I? No, you have. I, okay. Well, You've said that before. I really feel it. <laughs> yeah. No, that just solidifies how much you feel that. Because I remember then yeah. you saying that and being like, I have no fucking idea what that means. Archie Bunker was a character who he thought he was doing the right thing. He had a big heart, but he could be an obnoxious bigot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was a problem. Um, he was racist. Not that Clayton's racist, but Clayton does things that scare me sometimes. Dude, he you says gotta things. chill. You're <laughs> flaming this man. <laughs> but no, he's learning. He's learning where he starts and stops. So yeah. I allow him to say stupid things. I've said stupid things. Stu- stupid stings. I've said stupid stings. You have all, indeed said stupid stings. Stupid stings. And, you know, you live and learn. And he, he will live and he will learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is a weird, like, concept to think about how – because you really are, like, a product of your environment. And how when we think about the parents, like, we often blame the parents for, like, what their children have begun, become. And Clayton shares literally none of the views that you and I share. However, I'm not putting you completely off the hook. Because the reason he's like that is because he had access to media and other things at a very young age where he was left to his own devices to make those decisions and, and, you know, come to those conclusions. So it's like a weird kind of in-between where like, did you, are, are you to blame for the way that he is? Like, yes and no? A hundred percent. No, I, I'm going to I have to take responsibility. He was a child and I half the time was just happy he was quiet because yeah. I had one that needed all the attention. You were a baby. You needed the attention because you were a baby. Mm-hmm. Mikey needed the attention because he just needed help. Yeah. And I was just so thankful that I had a, a child who was quiet and on his own, but I did not. I did not keep him off the computer. I thought he was playing video games. And very honestly, I was too damn tired to check. So it is my fault. 100% it is my fault. And he wasn't exactly going to share with me what he was doing in there or what he'd heard. But that's what makes me kind of question, like, when we see, like, school shooters. For I hate to make it this dark, but it's something I do think about with, like, people who go into schools and shoot them up. And, like, we often look at the parents and we're like, what did you do to fuck him up? And it's like, well, nothing is the answer. You didn't, you didn't do enough. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But that's the thing. It's like, how, how much can we blame them? Do we blame them like fully because they, they should have been there. Now that Clayton's an adult, we talk, which is why now I'm realizing how different our views are. Yeah. Not to, but here's the truth of it. It's not to say that if, um, Things have been different with Mike that he wouldn't butt heads with me or yeah. think just because you always have you you it's almost inevitable that the more children you have, there's gonna be the one who just wants to do something that you're the uh, complete opposite of you. Yeah. 
they're not going to be you. They think it's, for some reason you're the worst thing on the planet and uh, do everything in their power not to be like their mom or dad. I do want to be fair though. I feel like we're making him out to seem like he like has the worst been great, the worst no. worldviews ever. And he's like a no. danger to society. Like he's just opposite of mine. Let's just put it that yeah, way. Exactly. I think that's important to say because like, like you said, like he's not racist. He's not like that, no. but, but he does he loves have, to irritate. he does have some different views from us, like drastically he, different views. Like his father, he loves to irritate. Yeah. He thinks it's funny to get someone upset. And one of our arguments just recently over the holiday, the Thanksgiving holiday, we got into a real a heated, heated discussion where I I was so mad. I had to walk away because it was at that point where I was just like, you're too old for this. Get out of my house. Get mm -hmm. off my lawn. And of course, I didn't do that, but he ended up admitting that he he felt like the only way to get me to react was to get me upset. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what? So I can't tell him he doesn't have the right to feel the way he does, but I guess I don't know if he doesn't feel like I'm talking to him enough or listening enough. I don't know, but we're working on it. We've been so much better, so much better in the last couple weeks, but it had to get ugly before it got better. But that's what we go back to the idea of fighting, having friends. What is a friend? What is, what is being a good daughter, mother, sister, friend, you know, fight for each other. Yeah. Make it work. I'm not going to give up on him. He's allowed to have a different opinion. He is allowed, but he needs to be respectful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was my problem. He was he was trying to, and he did. He won. I blew <laughs> won that round. <laughs> um, going back to the idea that you're the problem, you know, realizing when it's you or someone else. I saw this thing from one of my friends. If they're listening, hi. You probably know who you are. But uh -oh. uh, I, she posted this picture from like Halloween, right? And in the the photos, there was this guy that was like hugging her and she was hugging him. And they're like good friends, right? And I looked at the picture and now I know, I know in my soul that this guy is in love with her, okay? Mm -hmm. Like I, I just know it. I've thought it since the moment I saw it like their dynamic because I went to school with both of these people. So like I was in all their classes and I would just like watch from afar. And I asked her about it one time. I was like, does he like you? <laughs> and she was like, ah, like, yeah, but I have a boyfriend. And she had a really, really long-term boyfriend. She still does. And so she told me about um, how he had admitted that he liked her, whatever. And she was like, no, I have a boyfriend. We can be friends. Like, I love you in that way. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And then I saw this picture and my uh-oh alarm went off because I was like, oh, he's still trying. He's still trying. <laughs> he's still trying. He's still in love with her. I'm in love with her. Okay. Her <laughs> boyfriend's in love with her. We're all in love with her. Okay. So she's very lovable. Um, and so when I saw this, I was like, mm. Mm. If I was a boyfriend, like, 
I'm sorry. I am not one of God's God's. I am not one of God's strongest soldiers. Okay. I would be fucking fuming. I would be fuming if I, if I saw my man with his girl, best friend that I knew was fucking in love with, with him. I'd be fucking pissed. I'd be pissed. He was in love with her. You said she's in love with him. You meant he's in love with her. No, she's in love with him. Yeah. I'm saying if I had a boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And he posted a picture with his girl, best friend. Yeah. And she, and I knew that she was in love with him and he posted that picture. We'd have a problem. We'd have a problem. We would have a problem. Okay. We would. So you would, well, would you rather them hide it? No, no. But, but that's the interesting thing where I was like, there's, there's two things here. Either is the boyfriend slash girlfriend that's watching the problem because they're so insecure that they don't trust their partner enough to know where that boundary or to, to realize that they would never cross the boundary with that friend. Or is the partner disrespectful for keeping this person around that they're really close with, that they know is in love with them, even though they're in a relationship? That would have to be a conversation. Yeah. A hard conversation. I mean, there was a time, I may have brought it up before, where your father had someone at work who was, he was coming home and telling me conversations. I'm like, Douglas, she's hitting on you. Yeah. He goes, no, 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 no. What do you mean? No. Yeah. Yeah. She would constantly find reasons to stay after and then have him bring her home. Now she was also using him as a sounding board because she wanted a divorce and she was Mm. having marital problems. Do you think she was trying to get him to cheat so she could have an excuse to divorce? I don't know. But the thing is, if you're in love with someone, why would you think no one else would fall for them? Yeah. A hundred percent. But I said to daddy, I'm uncomfortable with her actions. I, I trust you but I am very uncomfortable. And he kept saying, all right, well, if you say that, but it's not the way I'm like, I'm not saying I don't trust you. I'm just saying, be careful because it could even come across that way to her husband. And now her husband could come after you because you don't know what she's saying to him. If she's having marital problems, she could be using you to make him jealous. So be careful. But that was a hard conversation to have because I was I was so, get off my man, get off my man, right? But it wasn't daddy's fault. Of course he's lovable. I loved him. Why wouldn't I think somebody else would fall in love with him? And that's the other thing. Like, I know I'm such a fucking hypocrite too. Because the amount of times, the amount of times I've said that dumb shit. Oh my God. Listen, girlfriend, I don't want to hear any of that from you because I feel so sorry for... We shall not go into this, but you friend, you friend zone, you friend zone, and and Dude, they are great, great people. I, I just, I'm a uh, menace to society because literally, like the amount of times that I've had a friend, and I know they really like me, and they literally fucking tell me that they like me, and I and I pull and I pull the. No, but like, but like I told him that like we're just friends and then everyone else is like looking at me and they're like, bitch, come on. Like you're dumb because it's like in a way it's like, how do you, how do you handle that dynamic where it's like, you really do enjoy their company and like love them in a platonic way, but you don't want to hurt them, their feelings and like cut them off. But it's like, are you hurting them more by just being their friend? 
that's not your choice. If you have the conversation and you are honest with them and say, look, I love spending time with you, but I can't give you what you want or what you need right now. I don't know I ever will, but I don't want to hurt you or make you think that something can happen. If you tell them the honest truth, it is their choice to stay. It is their choice. But it's also interesting because it's like I've been in both scenarios where it's like when I was in a relationship, it happened and when I was single and when it happened. And I'm wondering like, what's the difference between like those dynamics? Because if you're in a relationship, that adds a whole other layer, right? Where it's like, am I being disrespectful to my partner by still being friends with this person? If If they said to you, I don't want you around this person. Well, first of all, that's a very controlling thing yeah, to say. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I would not like that. I'd be like, I okay, I respect that, but you better fucking trust me because if you don't trust me, we don't have a relationship anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's why I didn't do it to your father. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell him. I just said, be careful. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him he couldn't be around this person or give her a ride home or whatever. But the fact that anybody that's going to tell you the truth and be open, they're not screwing around. It's the people who don't tell you what's going on that you see the the text message or you hear the phone call or whatever. Those are the people you got to worry about. That's the interesting thing. Like I, I, like I said before, I was like, I would be fuming if I was the boyfriend, like blah, 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 if that happened. But I've never been in that role where like, I was the girlfriend and my boyfriend had a girl best friend that, you know, made me uncomfortable. So I don't really know how I'd react, to be honest. Because part of me wants to say, like, yeah, I'd be peeved by it. Like, I'd be a little irritated. But, like, if he's really that in love with me, then I really have nothing to worry about. That's the thing. What if What if the scenario was your boyfriend had an ex-girlfriend who was his best friend Mm. and they've been together for a long time. They're friends now. Do you trust that it's over? That would piss me off. I'm not going (laughs) to lie because that adds another layer where they've already, they already have history together. They've already loved each other before. And it's almost as if it's almost as if, they're hanging on to the, the each other as like an alternative option because they know it's worked once before. That is an interesting perspective, but what if If that, you've if, slept with, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. Okay. If you've slept with that person, they're no longer a fucking friend, okay? They're not a friend, okay? Okay, I can accept that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's where it differs because, because, okay, this, this is my mindset about it. And I don't know, I haven't been on, on this side of the fence, but if you have a friend and your partner says, dude, I'm like not attracted to them. And like, I love hanging out with them. We, we play some fucking mad monopoly games, you know, like that shit is so fun. Like they're in my dungeons and dragons club. Like I can't get rid of him, you know? And then they're like, but I love you. And I enjoy being with you and I enjoy having sexual relations with you. And I don't want that with that person. That's different. But if your partner is like, oh, I'm still best friends with my ex-girlfriend. And I used to be madly in love with her and we used to have sex every night. It's like, okay, well, you know that there's the capacity for them to do that again because they've already done it before. 
Because there there was interest at one time for it to be the same scenario that you're in with that person. So you don't think that once you break up with somebody that you know in your heart that it's done? It depends on the person. I think it depends on the person. (laughs) Like for me, yeah. But for others, like I don't know. There's a lot of people that break up because of circumstances. And they're like, oh, maybe... Maybe in oh a different God. scenario, Jeez. maybe, maybe in another life, you know, or like, oh, like maybe if you like grew up a little, <laughs> maybe after I fuck a couple other girls, oh God. we'll be ready to get together. You know what I mean? And then you could be one of the girls that he's just fucking as a placeholder to go back to <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Boy, you wrote that whole story. I should have had you do nano. <laughs> But you know what I'm That's saying? That's a story there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You know, I watch a nice. lot of like romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I'm just saying it really depends on the person, but you can never be too sure. I just feel like if, they, if they've if they already like kissed or like had coitus. <laughs> had coitus. Mm-hmm. Lovely choice of it's, words. They're just not a friend. It's just not a friend. Okay. I, I don't, I don't like with my friends, you know, I don't do it. I don't. <laughs> Mama not proud. I don't. Okay. Because they're my friends. She just made, those who are only listening, she just made a gesture <laughs> that looked like a, a oral um, action. Do you? When when you and Oli are chilling, you're not you're not in there. You know what I mean? You're just not because they're your friends. Oli, what 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 does Oli have to do? That's with what a- I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. With your friends, yeah. you don't look at yeah. them sexually, right? So if they've done that before, they're not a friend. Okay, that's okay. That's a good line, I guess. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good line. Say, why are you still hanging on? Yeah. I think it's a little bit different if you're single because there's no other party to like offend, you know, there's no like line of respect that like you have to follow other than to yourself. And then that, that person that you're rejecting. So I feel like it's a little bit different, but it's both scenarios are not great. Just be honest in both scenarios. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, I was like, you know, I know, he knows, your boyfriend knows. What's going on? <laughs> no, but that's actually very good that everyone knows as, as long as it's out, you know, she's not pretending. No, no. And and she, she's, I mean, like, obviously she has a boyfriend. So, like, the guy knows that she's off limits. But, you know, guys always linger. They're lingerers, okay? They always come back. Uh-huh. They always come back. They always come back, okay? If, if the... You know, the the day old saying where it's like, if you don't succeed, try and try again. And they have that grind set. Okay. And I have to respect it. But like, yeah, you know, you know, he's waiting. He's waiting his turn. I want to know how many ladies actually like that. I think it's fucking annoying. Yeah. If I tell you, no, I've made a decision. It's no. I agree. I agree. Unless they've like drastically like... I don't know. I feel like if you say no, it's probably a no. But if they've like drastically changed, you know, 
in some way. They like moved to a different city and they've got a different job. And, you know, they went through like four years of fucking master's program and they're like a different ass person. You know what I mean? They've had different experiences. You don't need to go through a master's program no, I'm to saying, be a different person. I'm saying, but like times have changed. They've like dated right. a bunch of people and they like da, da 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 And like their life Gross. is at a completely different spot. Then like you're no longer dating or you're no longer like talking to that person from that point. You're talking to a brand new person. So I could see there's it in that. Been, there's been growth. Yeah. But yeah. That's all I have to say. Um, just FYI, you're the problem. You're the problem. You are literally the problem. <laughs> Actually, you say I am the problem. I am the problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were making fun of it, but the truth is when you get pissed off, when you get upset, you have to ask yourself, why am I feeling like this? Mm-hmm. And honestly, even if the intention is on the other person to hurt your feelings, it's still on you not to react. Yeah. It's tough. It's hard. I think there's it's like hard to do. there's scenarios, right? Like if someone walks up to you and they're like, "You're an ugly fat bitch," then like obviously it's them. But if they say something like lighthearted, um, like the scenario I said or the scenario you said, where it's people who like literally were not meaning any ill will and were just like making a statement, and you take that and like it actually bothers you to your core, like you're probably the problem. It's probably you. I say it's always on us. Yeah. We have to take responsibility. I think within for reason. All of our thoughts and feelings. No, not even with within. If somebody comes after you intentionally, I mean, that hurt people hurt people. But I'm saying if someone comes up to me and punches me in the face, I'm not going to be like, you know what? That's on me for getting upset about that. You know what I mean? That's like, no, they're a dick. Very different. <laughs> an actual physical punch. And uh, now that we bring this up, ladies, it's not cute to slap your boyfriend. Did we not talk and about this? We, ta- we spoke about this. It's in the one we didn't do. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> it's not funny to pretend to hit, or I, I just personally, I don't think it's funny at all. I, I, let, we can put that question out there to the fats universe, but very honestly, I think that there is, you know, there's this attitude that guys should be tougher and they should be able to take it. But I don't care if you're joking or not. I mean, if you if you are that type of person that gets physical in your resp- uh, your reactions and your responses and you playfully smack someone, you best get permission from your man that that's okay with to be that way because if he did that to you. Mhm. Holy shit. I think I think that's where the difference is. Like, I don't want to say like all playful hitting is like bad because people can make their own um decisions in their relationship on what's consensual. Some people pay extra for that. Exactly. <laughs> like if if that's something that you guys do, because like for me especially, like I, I think physical touch is like a way that I if I'm like actually close with that person, like that's a way that I express like my feelings for them. And so like, I I would say I'm guilty of like the occasional, like I I would never like hit, like I don't hit, but like where you, you like, I don't know, like a light push on the shoulder or like, Oh my God, where you like, you know, jump on their like knees or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm a very like 
I don't know, physical person well, okay, in that let way. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this yeah. then. When you were in your long-term relationship and he said something that was shocking, did you slap him? I don't think so. Uh, no. I don't think so. Do you think that's okay to do? No. I mean, not in my relationship. I wouldn't do that. But, I mean, you you saw our dynamic. Was there anything where I, I was, like, too... No, I don't, I don't believe so. But I, yeah. I just would like to point out that when we get physical in our reactions... It's a response like a child, a child, yeah. like when your toddlers bite or they, you know, they, ah, it's because they don't know how, <laughs> they, ah. <laughs> they don't know, ah, they don't know how to communicate. So I would just like to challenge anybody who thinks it's okay to react that way with someone else, that all you're doing is showing that you're not communicating well enough. Because yeah. you're the problem. <laughs> because it's you. Ah, it's You are the issue. <laughs> um yeah, I have to sit on that one. Uh cuz phys- like hurting someone is not okay, but I I I think I made a point on the last podcast where you were like I can accept that, but I don't remember what I said. Back in my day, my generation was very aggressive in in that way and I never liked it. I never saw my mom and dad do that with each other. And I think maybe that's part of it because it is learned behavior. But the the idea that men are men and they can take it. And I never thought that was right. I always thought there was something I wrong agree. I think the line for me, honestly, is, again, the intent and the consent. So for me, like, if we're joking around, I'm like, bro, you're such a dick or something. And I like lightly push them. Like we're Mm -hmm. clearly joking. And that was like a way for me to express like, like a funny, Mm lighthearted, like physical, you know, thing Mm -hmm. where if I'm like, dude, you're such an asshole. And I like, actually like, that's not okay. You know? But if it's like joking, playful, it it really depends on what the intent with it is. If you're like, oh my God, babe, 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 and you're like trying to get their attention. And so you're like, ah, ah, and you're like physically touching them. It's like, is that annoying? Like, yeah, you're annoying, of course, but it's not malicious. You know, you're like trying to get their attention. So I think it's like, if you're actually like pushing or hurting them because you're, you're meaning to cause harm, like, that's totally not okay. And like, also you're going to make your own boundaries in your relationship anyway. So. Right. Right. It really depends on person to person. But if you're like, oh my God, like stop it, you know, (laughs) stop, stop. Like, oh my God, did you hear? Like, I think. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I think that who cares if you wouldn't be startled by it. Like they did it to you. And you're okay right. with it? Ask yourself that, too. Yeah. I mean, first ask the other person, but ask yourself, if they did that to me, how would I react? Yeah. Like, I feel like if someone, like, grabbed my leg and was like, oh, my God, like, did you hear? I'd be like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Tell me now. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't freak out by that. Um, but I think that's it for this week. So everyone, while you're going to sleep tonight, you know, think to yourself, am I the problem? And the answer is yes. Um, And if you don't think that, think about why you don't think you're the problem and then re-listen to this episode because clearly you didn't get the fucking memo. (laughs) This is 
and also, this is not meant that you should be sitting there going, the world is my fault. No. Because there's a lot yeah. of people out there that do that too. This is just about taking responsibility for our thoughts and our emotions. Yeah. It is a practice. It is something you need to practice. Do you hear my dogs going nuts? Dude, you need to calm them down. They need to go out. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, sounds like the dogs um, in Connecticut dogs are about are to shit it. and piss on the floor. So They're calling it. We're going to end this episode here. Thank you guys so much for being here, and we will see you next time. Thanks for coming back. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.